Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new podcast on our feed. Middle of the row, the podcast is not going anywhere. It's just transforming. Uh, If there's a new release that's coming out during these times where no new movies are coming out, unless they're made by Netflix, we'll do an episode of Middle Row of the Podcast. But in the interim, we're going to try some new stuff. Uh, This new podcast series was named by Ben and is called Genre-Rama. I reserve the right to use the safe word if I ever feel uncomfortable with this new format. (laughs) And the safe word is pineapple. The premise of this is we're going to focus on one genre of films and we each pick a movie from said genre uh for this one we are doing comedy uh so we each picked one comedy film so this is a longer explainer because this is the first one but we're got we've created categories and fun things and we're gonna have a little more structure with it yeah i love that the first genre we chose is the one that we arguably have the hardest time talking about (laughs) well that's okay. That's well, what the, it's that's the, one, what the, it's the are one the world needs the most right no, now. Pineapple. He's doing this with my movie so that when we trash it later for this not working. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to trash it. I'm excited. We'll see. Category. We're going to open the episodes from here out with not telling you what the movie is until after we do this first oh, thing. That's right. So in eight words or less, we're going to have everybody tell us what this movie is about. Ben, go first. Depressed woman comically struggles as maid of honor. Oh, okay. John. Melissa McCarthy shits in the sink. (laughs) (laughs) Why why is that anyone else's? Okay. He made it. Um, (laughs) Mine would say not nice person gets their comeuppance. (laughs) I'm trying to think of who got their comeuppance. The main character. No, did you watch a different movie than us? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Like, this is gonna. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot to talk about with this because I have some words. But continue, Lauren. Sorry. Mine was being made of honor sucks. So does diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not actually just talking about the movie. That's my own personal experience in life. <laughs> so the movie is Bridesmaids. It was. Uh, pick- Can I ask a question? Did you guys watch the unrated version? I didn't. I don't know. It's whatever I, I've seen I got it for before, free, so but I'm I did not choose to watch that version. Whatever version was on HBO Max, probably mm. the not the, the both actually. Theatrical. But you had to click to find the unrated version, which oh. I appreciated because it was a little bit like parental guardian kind of thing. So yeah, because the R-rated version is so child children friendly. The film was Bridesmaids, and the elevator pitch of this movie is actually I think our eight words did it pretty well. It's a basically the hell of being in a uh, bridal party uh, magnified to a million and it follows it's it's interesting but it's so much more it's hard to elevator pitch this movie when you get into it because it's about female friendship it's kind of about depression it's, it's weird about- because like i i would always like i'd always thought of it as like a romantic comedy yeah but it isn't like it's it's not like no it's 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 less funny every time i watch it and that's not a criticism i would say but i still really like this movie but i i did go to four stars on it not to jump ahead a category to star ratings i did knock it down a notch you gave this five stars no four and a half before Ugh, i went to the worst don't be a dick john (laughs) 
anybody else have general feelings about this movie? I greatly enjoyed it. Um, there are some things that I like. I don't. I, I. I'm not a big fan of like gross out humor, which it doesn't have a lot of. But there are a couple moments where I'm just like, eh. and I think. <laughs> There's... You can thank, um, what's the guy's name? Judd Apatow for the biggest gross out moment of this movie. It was not the Kristen <laughs> Wiig's choice. Uh, I don't know which one that is. Um, I gotta be honest. Uh, Judd Apatow? I think the, or gross the, out No, moment. no, no. The, the gross out. There might be one that, there's one in particular that's like just super quick, but it just like. Oh. Ben, uh, ben hates anyway. carrots. Just that's a spoiler for what his most gross out moment was. <laughs> has nothing to do with the carrots, actually. Okay. If oh, you're talking like, about the thing that I think you're actually talking about, the, which is actually arguably my favorite moment of the movie, <laughs> then this is going to be weird. It also, like, it'll tie. It also tie into my to another category we have coming up. But look, overall, I really enjoyed it. Still, I think most of the the, the humor is great. Uh, I think there's a lot of great talent in in the movie behind the camera in front of the camera and i just i i i liked it a little bit more this time around even though there was other stuff i liked less if mm-hmm. that makes sense john yeah i think uh you got to give this this film for i think one of the quote unquote revolutionary and i don't say that in a demeaning condescending way i mean that in like you a did just air quote it well i mean that in the sense that like it's so sad that like this kind of film that was so focused on uh female protagonists but showing them in a in this style or genre of humor like it took so long for that type of movie to come out like um that's kind of sad because the movie is hilarious at various different times and the characters are halfway memorable and halfway likable but it starts out super promising and about midway through I was like, Oh, this movie's just like going and like, like I just lost interest and it, it, it had nothing to do with the characters or the plot. Like it would just, it just lost energy for whatever reason. Um, and I was really sad to see it and feel it lose energy. But that being said, it also matched that kind of, uh, with the later Brat Pack and their types of films, like that more kind of natural and just every essentially everything Judd Apatow did in like the late 2000s or whatever, like that more natural I think type they humor. They are the Frat Pack. Frat Pack, excuse me, yeah, because the Brat Pack was like Adam Sandler. And nope. It's like Breakfast Club. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. My bad. But like with Judd Apatow's more like naturalistic style and humanistic tone, like it definitely had that, which was also a plus. But yeah, for whatever reason, just the energy just got sucked out from the middle. And maybe that's part of the point, especially with the depiction of Christian Wiig's like struggles. But that also was kind of vague and unclear for for a bit. And then there were there were a couple of characters in here that were completely unmemorable, and I don't I don't really know if anything they they were underutilized and should have been given more screen time and more stuff to do. Um, so yeah, I mean, in the end, it's it's got two things still going for it: one, Kristen Wiig mimes and lip syncs a classic '80s '90s song, which is always humor gold, and two. Done best in the Skeleton Twins. That's that, that was what I was about to say. I haven't even seen uh, the Skeleton Twins. I've only good. seen you that clip, and I love it. But then, oh yeah, it also has Melissa McCarthy's sex tape, and so that's that's the other thing going for it. In fact, can I change my eight words or less? 
Nope. Melissa McCarthy's sex tape. Enough said. Six. There you go. I love. I bear always want to give syllables out. You love what? Sandwiches? I love bear sandwiches. Oh. <laughs> Shout out to her husband for being willing mm-hmm. to do that stuff on camera. That was actually her husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Lauren, who picked the film? Um, John's wrong as usual. Um, I don't know. This I've always just loved this movie. Like. I remember I was so frustrated when it first came out because everyone just kind of like book smart got deemed to be the female version of super bad. This was always called the female version of the hangover. And I always thought this one was just, I don't know, maybe it is just because it's females and female relationships. And I related to that more, but this one always but sticks I, with me. Can more I also than, say Lauren, I like this way more than the hangover. I just always thought that was frustrating because it for in many people I know decided not to see it because it was said to be the female version of that. And it just kind of underplays like just the script and the filmmaking and everything that people put into this movie because I don't know, it's just one of the funniest movies to me that I've ever seen. It might not have worked for John, obviously, but I don't know. It's just like one of the it kind of goes up there with Pitch Perfect and Mean Girls and all those for me, where it's like, this is one of the things I quote the most. To go back to my eight words or less, the number of times I've sent the it's coming out of me like lava gift to people is more times than I should probably talk about on this podcast. Um, I, don't, I just, there's so much to this movie that's memorable, memorable to me. And I don't, it doesn't, like, I would say if anything, watching it the first 15 or so minutes is a little bit slow and then it picks up from there like it definitely doesn't sag in the middle for me but it's not for everyone I, mean, I, I don't know like a lot of the relationships hit close to home because i mean it's a category we'll talk about later with other movies but just the idea of i think john's right in a way that they could have explored these things more with just um kristen wiggs character dealing with like just kind of being stagnant in her in her time frame of where she thinks she should be as a person and just falling back and back further in her adulthood, basically, and just being left behind. I think they definitely could have explored that stuff more. But I don't know. I still just love it as a comedy. Well, and I, I do want to say, though, Lauren, this has some of the most hilarious bits in it as well. So, and I, like, I will give it credit for that because I think there are some genuinely, like, really original and funny and just authentic uh, moments. Mm-hmm. But it's it's when they try to dig more into, like you said, the the actual humanity I'm, I'm of gonna, it. I'm going to tell you to pause, John. Okay. We have categories now. Okay. We're not rambling. Sorry. I'm sure you'll find a way to <laughs> Fair enough. You'll find a way to, ta- yeah, to no. throw these takes out there. I like didn't say some stuff because I was like, well, no, I'll bring that up later. <laughs> okay, fair enough. My bad. Sorry, guys. Um, okay, star ratings. I already spoiled mine. Four stars. Ben. Four stars. Ben. John. Three. Oh. I think I'm Lauren. at 4.5. 4. I mean, it's 5. on Letterboxd. It's one of my top four movies. So. You thought you were going to maybe give this. You've always thrown around five stars. I know, but. Movie. You're not there? Okay. I just don't know. The only movie I've ever really given five stars I can think of off the top of my head is <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> but it's like, I feel like I should just change my editing system. Because it's like, if I never rate anything five stars, then. What's the point? It's okay. You can have a system like that. Yeah, but it's stupid. I want more five stars. Maybe I'll make this one <laughs> run. We'll see. Um, so, hot take theater. It sounds like John might have a uh, controversial, brave opinion he'd like to share with everybody. I don't think it's controversial, and I don't think it's necessarily brave. The movie just, it it really sagged in the, like, 
But why did it sag for you? There wasn't enough jokes. There wasn't... Because I think the middle is interesting in that it starts diving into just her depression a little bit. And I think Kristen Wiig does a great job of playing both parts of it. But I would say it borderline hurts her in the back half of the movie because it is so grounded. And then she acts like a completely unhuman lunatic <laughs> by the time you get to the Boy, wedding show. shower scene you know yeah i, I don't guess, know i felt I that was warranted having dealt with friends that aren't <laughs> as supportive as they should be i mean i guess i get it as a like it's a it's like She's it's like visualizing your eternal replaced. struggle it hurts yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's also like the, the things that rose Byrne is doing that are successful are the things she shot down i mean it's kind of like, yeah that, I mean, it's adding. So she it's, hit her peak know, in that moment. That's for sure. Yeah, insult, insult to injury. You know, times mm-hmm. a million. Like she felt like she was being sabotaged, and her best friend wasn't able to see that. <laughs> and I think yeah. a lot of like the setup to that too was more of just like, oh, this is just a woman who's down on her luck. Like, and it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily get into the sort of. Okay, and is she just when like kind of surviving, or is she actually she like genuinely it. depressed? And it, I feel like once it hit that part where it's just like, oh yeah, she's dep- she's staying in bed all day and she's just like watching Castaway over and over again. Like, it, it around the second time around or the second viewing, I realized, oh, I'm supposed to realize that like, yeah, this person is like going through some stuff. But at the same time, the movie's solution for that is for her to like get over herself, kind of. So, like, maybe it's not just that she's depressed. I don't think she, like, gets over it, though. But she that, just, she but that's, decides to actually confront it instead yeah, of and it's like, and instead I think, of blaming everybody else and I think for the moment, her problems. The moment for me where you can tell she's depressed is when uh, she knows her best friend's getting engaged. Because you can tell that she is happy for her friend, but she's also, like, she's mm-hmm. just floored by it, you know? And, like, that's... I, I think her perform Kristen Wiig's performance in this movie is so so good because it sells her as like she does care about her friend and she is really happy but for her friend but she's also like she just feels even more lost yeah. at the same time that yeah. and like even jealous yeah for yeah. sure I I guess one of the one of the things that I struggle with though is um the tension between yeah she she takes a view that is kind of fo- like she doesn't have an outlet or doesn't feel like she has an outlet to voice like her concerns or like her jealous feelings or that kind of thing which are again partly founded because uh, Roseburn does a great job at being like this villainous character who's trying to like uh surpl- upstage, upstage and like place, supplant yeah. her um like but then literally upstaging her in that one scene. <laughs> but the, see, that's that's she just one shows of the up with the microphone. Like, it's so yeah, funny. that's well, and, I, I was, and then a second microphone. <laughs> and I think I, I couldn't. I, I was like covering my eyes. Like I just it was so awkward. But, but that was that was one of the things that was great about it because I definitely had this like subtle humor that like you you could tell probably they got from their years of doing like sketch comedy mm-hmm. where it's just like. 
yeah, we're just going to hit this one bit over and over again. And over time, you're just going to be you're going to be dying because of it. And and I was at first, like you said, Ben, it was so cringy. But then over time, I'm like, oh, they're just keep going at it. Let's let's just I'm in for the ride now. But and see, like. Uh, like I'm, I'm really picky with that stuff. So like, if people love it, I'm not gonna be like, it's terrible. It's really, it is well done. It's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the only person who really can sell that awkward humor, at least to me, is uh, McCarthy. Yeah. Uh, like her, her first scene where she talks about the falling off the boat, the dolphin. <laughs> the dolphin. <laughs> And it's like, you could tell Kristen Wiig is just like, I got to get the fuck out of here. It's like everyone's been in a conversation like that. You know, you just have this one person who's like unloading all this completely unnecessary, overbearing information. You're just like, yeah, that sounds rough, buddy. And with with that, it was great, too, because you could tell it gave it actually gave her her some depth as like this person who's been through a lot. But then has come out on the other side because of it and like ends up as she does in the movie becoming kind of like the savior or the person that like is actually the most emotionally immature uh, because of Are all you that. talking about saving Kristen Wiig or the nine puppies? A little bit of both, honestly. Okay. Um, <laughs> and also just, I know this is we're this isn't part of the same section, uh, Zach, but I have to like, this was the one, the one section that had me like, laughing out loud and i was really worried that my roommate was just gonna like walk into the dining room (laughs) seeing me (laughs) maniacally laughing at the dinner table but when she went at the restaurant (laughs) and ellie kemper's talking about (laughs) the bachelor party bachelorette party ideas and pixar and this guy goes yeah and uh just like riffing off of that uh oh of course this is your favorite moment (laughs) female fight club we grease up and beat the shit out of her. I was, I was lost. I was gone. I was just. She did that with such a great deadpan and like nonchalance. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, and then just everyone else's reaction is also just perfect. I wonder how much of this movie is ad libbed because that, like, if this was ad libbed, that would make the moment even like better. And. I know. I'll yeah, I don't know. According to the trivia, it said the cast were together for like two weeks of improv and stuff. So I'm sure a lot of it was written, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of it got changed based on those two weeks. Yeah, I just so I guess back back to your original question. I it didn't impact me as as much as like, and it was kind of dizzying at times where I was like, wait, I'm supposed to realize that this person is struggling with like maybe some mental health stuff or some depression, but then I'm also supposed to realize that she's maybe being a shitty person and she's kind of like the vi- Like it was just very hard who this she person is the was. Villain. Like she's no. sympathetic. No, yes. she's not. No. <laughs> yes, she is. I'd argue no. Rose Byrne is the villain. I don't Rose think Byrne anyone's a villain. villain. <laughs> well, I think Rose Byrne, like she, like her explanation, it's like, yeah, I feel bad, but it's also like, she is still being awful. Like, she, she is. is she but uh, th- okay that's the interesting thing like they slip in a couple things that make her look like she's intentionally like trying to fuck with her but i think you could argue it's because you're watching the movie from annie's perspective not that she's actually i think most doing of it this. most of it yes but then the parisian theme mm-hmm. like come sure. on man like that's so fucked up. There's no, there's no defense okay, for that. Okay, but 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 all I but, know is 
friendships are competitive. I've been in plenty of them, so I can see the point or side of every single character. Well, and okay. and and you could understand at the end, like they have that kind of making up and coming to terms with each other, where she also realizes that like I need this person because everything yeah. I've tried to like gain and accomplish with becoming this person's best friend, I have, and now I can't even help them in this moment. Like Rose Burns' character, Helen when, has that. When when. When does Annie see Rose Byrne as a human? In that moment, in that section. When she ugly cries. No. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> she started to figure out her own self, and then she's actually able to see Annie as an actual art. But Rose Byrne. But I, what's her name? I think it's just I think it's just good timing, oh, honestly. No, Lillian was I don't think Rudolph. I don't um, think Helen gave her Helen? any reason to Helen. suspect her Helen. Helen, Helen. Yeah. Helen? It's Helen. Helen, Helen yeah. yeah. You guys, come on! You don't remember? She, Fuck off, Helen. She can only she only sees Helen <laughs> as a great, as a real person once she's figured herself out, and she is her own worst enemy at every single. Turn yeah, in she's her own movie. worst enemy, but she's not the level of like, let's say Seth Rogen, where you're just like, oh, this guy needs to get his shit together, like because he's clearly. I want to. Yes, she is. Yeah, I want to hear well, I, Zach's explanation of how Annie is the villain. I'm just saying she is her. She's blaming everybody else. Like, there's no one to blame but herself, ultimately. But, yeah. Like, she's, she's the one making make the bad decisions. Villain. Yeah, and she acknowledges that. Well, I know. I'm not that. saying... But, but, like, but to but say yes that no. Helen is the villain, she's she's blaming Helen. That doesn't make her, uh, Helen, the actual I problem. Think, no, Helen no, was very... I Helen was incredibly intentional with the things that she was doing. She was antagonistic, yeah. for sure. Yeah. But and it's like and I think the thing is like villains a strong word mm-hmm. obviously, yeah. but I think yes. like the yeah, antagonistic has a connotation she's for me. if there was an antagonistic force in this movie, even if it was even if it was from Rose Byrne's perspective, I mm-hmm. mean it would still like I feel like the shit she pulls is just like it's it's not cool. You know? But Annie walks in and never gives anybody or anything a chance. She is skeptical. She is. Like this is fucking bullshit from the beginning. She is her. It's it's her fault. All of this happens. Like it's it's yeah. I I totally for the most part yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, which I think is great. I'm not even I saying don't that's even a criticism. Know, but so much of this stuff is circumstantial. You yeah. can't blame her for not being able to afford things. You can't blame her for having no, a I'm horrible not reaction her for to that. drugs. <laughs> like, it's like no. just a lot of this stuff. Just shit just kept on rolling down the hill. Yeah, literally. And into the sink. Yeah. Into the into the drain and just landed right on its face in the sewer drain. <laughs> my my if I had a hot take, and I think Ben might have one. I have um, one. I, I do. I do have okay. one. My hot take is, and we don't need to really discuss it because we can talk about it in the performance section, is that Rose Byrne, not Melissa McCarthy, should have been nominated for an Oscar for this movie. Melissa <laughs> um, McCarthy got nominated? <laughs> so long ago. Melissa McCarthy did get nominated. For this movie? Really? Wait, wait, so hold on. Melissa McCarthy did, but Kristen Wiig didn't? Yeah, I I think you could argue Kristen what Wiig over this, both of them. Excuse me, this is yeah. a performance prize conversation. This is not yes. a hot take. <laughs> okay. All right, I said uh, my hot take. My, my hot take is uh, Matt Lucas and Rebel Wilson okay. are painfully unfunny in this movie and the movie would have been better without them both <laughs> i like, like them i love I the first like but, hey but check out get... this gross tattoo like that i was like jesus christ you're, you're i right. did not need that in my movie man <laughs> they're the first thing you would cut i agree with you there yeah, yeah and I it's can like, agree but with like, that. 
Yeah. None of their but jokes I do enjoy are, them. None of their jokes land either. I don't know. The bag the of peas time, just dumping it on her back. That was, that was yeah, pretty good. The bag of the bag of peas was the only time I chuckled at any of their stuff. <laughs> oh no. I like them. Yeah, and it's like I'm not like I, I just I don't know. Like I found them to not be funny and I like any time that it went back to them, I was just uh Well, I feel like Rebel Wilson is usually so funny and I'm like, why wasn't she in this? This feels like a movie she could have killed it in, you know? Okay. This was her first American movie, I think, though. Like, her big movie. I think Pitch Perfect was after this. I mean, she this really was a big up. movie for a lot of people. Like, yeah. um, Rose Byrne, this was probably her first comedy. No, she yeah. did She did get him to the Greek, didn't she? I don't know how comedic uh, she was yes, in that. Yes, she was. She was. She was but she her, was uh, John Hamm. Wait, what about probably, John Hamm, the trivia, which makes me hate John Hamm, is like, he went uncredited <laughs> in this movie because he thought it would take too much attention away from the movie because he's a dramatic actor. And he's in a comedy now. It's like, what kind of douchebag <laughs> comment is that? He's from the St. Louis. Bag, he cannot the douchebag who's in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be team Ellie Kemper because she's St. Louis. So. Okay. I would Ugh. argue uh, her and I don't know the other actress's name, but all of their stuff together. Yeah. Um, really. Like, I don't have the IMDb page up. I think it's that's, Jill. Or that's is it stuff, Wendy McClendon like, Covey? Every actually. scene. Yeah, I would have loved more of them. I would have. Yeah, like I was. That's my hot take. Dying. That was. They're, they needed more to do. Again, that's not a hot take, John. <laughs> that's actually a different section of the podcast. Okay, you could have saved that for. Maybe read ahead. My bad. Lauren's my hot, hot take. take. Speaking of villains, that maybe that's a harsh word, but my hot take is Chris O'Dowd's character is the villain of this movie. I think that is an interesting argument. I, 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 Moment go, one, go. she keeps saying no to things, and he yes. just does not listen to her at all. It's like you need to you need to respect what she's comfortable with. If she doesn't want to yeah. bake, stop trying to force it. No means no. Chris O'Dowd's character that I can't. The think movie kind of capitulates on that too. Like they 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 paint Annie as the bad guy there. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, and I hate I, that so much. Yeah, yeah but, I think but I agree ha- with Lauren. Like, that side of the story is the thing that would make me drop it from five stars for me. And I'm not saying you're wrong because I mean, it, it like he definitely wasn't listening what, to what she was saying. But he he really was coming from a place of he thought yes, I can agree with he ben thought too. it was good for yeah, her. He but thought still, it would be. she kept saying no. You gotta yeah. listen. Yeah, like um, I get it. He was trying to be a good guy, but just just. And by the way, carrots biodegradable. It's not littering. Calm down. <laughs> um, yeah. Um. Okay. Hot that, takes. Good. Yeah. Great. Okay. <laughs> Talk about the ending. Not a lot to say there, but I mean uh, that's kind of like that. Like I don't need him to be at the end of the movie. Yeah. Like just her getting back it's together, being yeah. um like on the same page with her best friend. That's the ending I need. The I fact that it goes that. back to the performance for the credits makes you think that was the end of the movie. Like why didn't the movie just not end after yeah. the wedding? Although you I know? did, I did like that whole that their conversation as they're like driving away. It's like oh well, you know you're under arrest for littering yeah yeah uh speeding <laughs> drinking like driving yeah. while under the influence yeah. like, it's like that was that was clever i liked that <laughs> the sex tape bear sandwich oh. <laughs> that is the one and true ending i will not be taking any questions <laughs> pineapple also something that was probably put in after the fact as well yeah i would have ended the movie at the wedding with them singing uh that mm-hmm. that's my ending yeah, that would have been fun okay, too. The, yeah. the only thing I will say that Annie for sure does wrong is not immediately call Lillian. Was that her name? Her By Rudolph's friend? character. 
Yeah. You better call her and tell her about the gun in the like in the um oh. the bag she's taking on the plane. <laughs> like, you are the worst best friend suddenly now. If you don't oh, warn her, that was that was so funny. Oh. Yeah, like, like that's another thing. It ugh. wouldn't have worked at all with the movie, but it's like I would have loved to have seen more scenes between Melissa McCarthy and her brother because they mm-hmm. would have had such a fun day or dynamic, I'm sure. I but think, it though, have having Tim Heidecker just being this completely. Yeah. Like, oh, that was Tim like, Heidecker. Blank. He's like a, he's like a non-character. is great. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. But there's just a moment where she hugs him after the wedding where it's like, oh, they seem oh, yeah. like such a cute little brother-sister yeah. <laughs> duo. All right. Next category is performance prize. So, how this works. We can either give an award for the best thing in the movie, best actor in the performance in the movie, or the worst performance in the movie. We can only give one or the other. And so we have to come to a quorum? Like, we all agree? That's never going to happen. <laughs> no. It's never going to happen. So we have to we have to either decide to give someone the best or someone the worst. Wait, we all have to agree on this? You cut out for a second. No, well, we just have to... We have to either agree to give it a best to somebody or give a okay. worst to somebody. Which one we agree on more. So okay. my best would be Roseburn is the best. And I could be swayed to Kirsten Wig. I'm team Kirsten Wig. I'm doing Kirsten. We keep saying Kirsten. Kirsten it's Kirsten Wig. It's Kirsten. I think the most John was talking about Kirsten. That's what they're Yeah. Right the most evocative performance in this film. <laughs> was the 10 seconds when Maya Rudolph was crossing the street in the wedding dress. Because I had never been so viscerally like afraid for my own bowels in that current moment as I was in that time. So I'm giving it to Maya. And then when she just like casually shits down. Oh, God. Oh, so that's it. You're just Whoa. sitting there shitting in the street. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I just it love happens. like the like the the woman at the store is just looking in shock and horror. Yeah, she and gives a Helen's, really great performance. Helen's just like we'll take we'll take four of the like. Yeah, yeah. we'll take five of the. Ver- uh, Bernays, I love that the scene Bernays. so much. I'm giving it to Kristen Wiig because like she does mm-hmm. some of the best big moments, like her war on that cookie and just the whole uh, shower moment. I loved so much. But then just like the smaller moments when she and Rose Byrne were at the sh- or like everyone else is shitting in the other room or throwing up. Oh, yeah. She's just out oh. there and like trying to play it the off. Jordan like she's almonds. just drenched and she's she <laughs> yeah. just like eats that Jordan almond like about to vomit. Just the way she does that is just an amazing performance. Yeah. Yeah, so good. Yeah, it's like so I would, good. I do appreciate Rose Byrne in this for sure, but mm-hmm. yeah, I've seen her do other movies. Like, no, we can't talk about it because it's a different category. Okay, I think it. I think it needed other. I think another scene with her her stepkids would have been great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Fuck that off, is a different, that's a that's a very yeah. important yeah. scene. Yeah, it just shows like how fucked her like, yeah. life, life is, is. Is yeah, how yeah. sad she is. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I can never really truly call her the villain because I feel bad for her yeah. in many yeah. ways. Yeah, again, yeah. villain. Like, villain's and, and strong, I would be a villain yeah. too, trying to win Lillian over if she was the only friend I had. The and that's another example of Annie getting a kick out of that. You know, she completely yeah. Annie completely misses the sadness of that scene. She yeah. thinks it's hilarious. She also thinks her actual crying is also pretty pretty great. So that is one of the that that. All right, if we had to pick out one performance, Rose Burns acting when she's talking about how I'm not an ugly crier might be the best performance in the movie. I, I um, don't know, man. If we have to go with like one particular scene or line, 
<laughs> or no, it's a good by scene. It would be uh, McCarthy getting her leg all the way up. Oh, jeez, yes. <laughs> she is what? flexible. <laughs> oh, my God. That's not yours? Good. I'm going to climb that later. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, you're stepping on uh, repeat after yeah. me. Yeah, um, sorry. Okay. So I, does anybody want to nominate a worst performance? There's really not a worst performance. Like uh, bad, bad, worst thing. Yeah, I, I can't think of any of I okay. Honestly, I did, so, I did not like, I liked... The one person. Um, yeah, that person. The the one who was the the au pair, not the au pair, the concierge. You're still so blind manner. In the office. Oh. Um, oh, Ellie Kemper. You don't like? No, Ellie no, no, Kemper? no. The the her other. Oh. Her, like, um. I don't know who that actress's name is. You're talking about Jenna Fisher? No, 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 no. In the office? No, I'm talking about. Hold on. Where's Bridesmaid? Who was she in this movie? That, yeah, I don't know. I don't movie? know her name. Sorry. Uh, but what is what her character? character? Who did the, what the, the wife? The wife. The 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 mom. The, the oh, the, Wendy. Yeah, Ma- the wife, what, yeah. Uh, Wendy McClendon Covey. Wendy. Rita. Um, okay, she is definitely not in yeah, the running. I, like but I, but I liked her. You thought she was bad? I, no, though? I liked her. I don't. I think oh, I her. She was I think her stuff with Ellie Kemper. I don't think Ellie Kemper did a great job with it. Oh, I like uh, that. I, oh, I hard disagree. Yeah, hard yeah. Moving disagree. on, though. Yeah. Um, we are we're awarding Kristen Wiig with the best performance. In Woo! This movie. Um, which is which is a controversial statement, seeing that someone else was nominated for an Oscar. Our next section is called "But Why." Um, <laughs> That's just we just talk about the shitting scene some more. <laughs> um, biggest complaint? Does anybody have a biggest complaint or something oh, they wish they had O'Dowd. done? Yeah, that character. Just get rid of him. No, I mean he was good. I just feel like you I mean, just wish well, it was I mean, different. honestly, you could get rid of him. Yeah. I mean, you need someone for um, Annie to confide in, and it just hurts me that it wasn't Maya Rudolph's character because I would yeah. have loved to have had more scenes of them together. Either either Maya Rudolph or uh, McCarthy. Yeah, um, that's actually yeah. true. McCarthy. It should have been her instead of Chris like, O'Dowd. <laughs> for me, like I think the biggest the biggest issues, like I I kind of went over it a little bit earlier, was like the the gross out stuff and the the cringy awkward humor but again that's just me as it's like oh yeah ben tell us your one the, the yeah was it the caterpillar it was the tattoo okay the tattoo oh okay. okay i could not like i <laughs> oh god that that's seared into my brain now oh fuck <laughs> i just the pee bag is just so good <laughs> <laughs> so another major complaints i think john kind of hit one to his his rolling ellie kemper yeah, I, I again I, talking shade against St. Louis. Not a lot allowed in this podcast. Yeah, I don't think Ellie Kemper really served a purpose in this. Um, but then I also, I love her. Oh, no, that is just a horrible, mind. horrible take. Like she is perfect at what the movie asks her. But to she do. doesn't do enough to yeah. be interesting or as like, like she's a foil. She's a foil to Rita, and I get that. But Rita's character is far more compelling. Where, whereas, like, Ellie Kemper's character's, like, You just like Rita's character more be because she's always her, like, talking about sex and masturbation. <laughs> but no, it's but it's about this frustration as, like, a housewife who, like, is raising teenage boys and is, comp- like, there's a really, there's a genuine and authentic and believable sense of tension there. And that's not to say, that's not to say Ellie Kemper's character can't be believable. I think as, like, a newlywed who's, like, very maybe naive and, ha- like, has only been with the one guy her entire life. There's there's stuff to do with that, but she just she doesn't do a lot with it. 
Oh, dude, like her delivery of like talking about her husband only sleeps with the lights <laughs> off after like the, the they both shower separately. And then sometimes yeah. he doesn't even want to do it after then because they're tired. But Where that's like, like a and great I pretend to be tired, but I'm not tired. Fucking phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, she's oh, incredible. Yeah. Like she brings so much humanity to that I also scene. think she plays the same character in a lot of different things. And I think like the thing that she's gotten the most, oh, Jesus. the most attention for has just been her playing an over-exaggerated version of her personality. And I, cause she's really good at she's it. She's also on record as saying she can only play. So, so you, you, you only have. There's three major roles she's had: this one, The Office, and Kimmy uh, Schmidt. Uh, and I would no, say they are no, all three no, quite uh, different. Her original, her original performance in Blowjob Girl with Derek Comedy, which is probably the best thing she's uh, ever done. Actually, I am shocked that this is the thing you love her in. <laughs> no, it's. It, like, don't we? Don't we something have something that like I'm a, pretty sure you we... just made up? Is this a fantasy? No, no, no. This is. No. Don't we have like a section of this for John this somewhere? Is like, so yeah, this is one of those John on his five different categories like, you gave yourself. I first discovered like Donald Glover through Derek Comedy and stuff like that. This was another like this video. I'm pretty sure went viral, and it's hilarious. And it's Ellie Kemper being the opposite of her personality, but then also doing it in such a like wacky and like nonsensical way it's it's how many interviews brilliant. of ellie I like Kimper's how you've have just you assumed are you she's... best friends with her what is her yeah yeah i like how you've assumed that she just no, is no, like Kimmy she's Schmidt on record or as saying aaron from the office um nope not important we're moving also, on just we're, saying this something is, is too not much an example of this her personality <laughs> no no that's not no she's mm. also yeah, she could she could say that but she could also be like a like a sociopath who knows <laughs> also kimmy schmidt is one of the 10 best characters Actually, of the last 10 uh, years i don't want to argue one, with you one about thing this. we can hold against ellie kemper is something that we can hold against a lot of people is that she is on team anti frisbee which is seth meyer's dog <laughs> what? I, don't, I don't know this joke oh. seth meyer's um, okay. has i can't remember if it's a whippet or like no, it's an Italian greyhound, but I don't know for some reason a lot of people just don't like his dog. The but why of this section is to John's take on Ellie Kemper. Um, <laughs> repeat after me. You get to pick one line. Oh, so hard. And then we'll throw some honorable mentions around. Okay. One oh, line I've each. Got one. I've got one. Ben. It's kind of like you have to give it the context, but it's hold on, I wrote it down here somewhere. Boom! What's up, fuck buddy? You call for some roadside assistance? Thanks, officer. We can handle it from here. <laughs> There's just this long, awkward silence. <laughs> Come on! Yeah, like, that's good. Oh, Dad's delivery is like I was <laughs> crying. I rewound that like twice. <laughs> so good. I was not expecting that to pop up as <laughs> I know somebody. Uh, John, you got a most memorable. I'm looking, line. It up. I'm looking it up. So one. I already said it, but I'm looking up the exact phrasing. All right, I think mine might be. I'm gonna have to give it to. I cracked a. Uh, a blanket in half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I cracked a blanket in half. <laughs> oh, so disgusting, but oh my god. Yeah, no. Mine was going to be it's coming out of me like lava, but just to uh, get annoyed John further, I'm going to pick an Ellie Kemper line and go with stop it. You're more beautiful than Cinderella. You smell like pine needles and you have a face like sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> which i have said to people before so oh, well, that's, that's very encouraging that's awesome all right john your one memorable your one repeat after me line that and i'll just snow doll on top of that also snow fight doll? club female fight club we grease up we pull in <laughs> lillian doesn't know so it's surprise we're gonna fight 
We beat the shit out of her. She's not going to forget that. <laughs> like, just her, 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 her. Um, Anybody have any honorable mentions they want to throw out? Uh, Quick. Yeah. Um, the, you, guys, uh, you guys love each other, huh? Oh, don't worry. That'll pass. <laughs> like, in uh, the, Kristen like, Wig dropping the C word on the girl <laughs> is pretty, pretty yeah. memorable, too. That was, yeah. There's, uh, like, basically every line from the plane scene. It's like, uh, Ellie Kimber just says, mm. could I get a glass of alcohol when you get a chance? Which, just, for some reason, <laughs> that makes me laugh so much. Just a glass of alcohol. Um, like, my mom and I always quote, you do to each other when we say something obnoxious. Uh, whatever you say, stove. <laughs> That was a good one. <laughs> um, but no, My name think, is Steve, because yeah. it's not a name. And then just another one was like, she does not get a party favor. She does not get a dog. <laughs> you, uh, you're like a so flight attendant. Were circumstantial. That's accurate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the, ni- what did she say? This is the 1990s. This is civil rights yeah. or something. <laughs> I also, I loved, uh, like, you know, Pearl Lawrence's background with the mom was just like, oh, I, I just got a castaway on Netflix. It's like uh, Forrest Gump, but he's on an island. <laughs> <laughs> um, Carol, get your shit together. <laughs> Lots of good ones. I'm sure we could keep going if we wanted to. Oh, yeah. There's a whole lot. Expert <laughs> wait, opinions. Wait, hold on, hold on. No. I'm life, Annie, and I'm biting you in the ass. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and she actually bit her in the ass. Expert opinions. Uh, this is a series of sections that we've dedicated to our experts here. Um, our first one is John. It's titled, Hey, John, you up? And it is, did John see the sex scene before the movie? So did you see, there is a sex scene in this movie. Two sex scenes, if you count the ending. Did you see the movie or the sex scene the first, movie. John? Okay. Um, Question. What do you guys think about movies that start with a sex scene? So it's, it's just a, such way a to, weird way to Way start. to make things awkward if you feel awkward around other people <laughs> yeah, watching it's sex like, scenes. I, like, the, like the most recent one for me, not a not a movie, but Fleabag. Because like, like I've told <laughs> everybody to watch it. And then they're like, ooh, I don't know about that opening. Like, yeah, I, I, but I think, yeah, fair. <laughs> I think it was great, though, because it was very intentional with the sense of it's like... Yeah, it so is. So much yeah. of that kind of depictions is from the male's perspective. Or, and it's it's trying to humanize the female perspective and really make you like more sympathetic towards their experience and i thought it was i thought it was very brilliantly (laughs) done actually um but it's like it's one of those ones like my folks read it on my like write-up of tv shows last year it's like oh ben we're gonna watch fleabag do you want to watch with us (laughs) no let me know when you guys are you know 10 15 minutes in uh... have have you guys seen this doesn't this isn't a movie that starts with a sex scene but have you guys i'm assuming uh zach has but cold mountain it's like there's some Mm-mm. nudity and stuff in it, but I was watching it with my grandma. It's like, oh no! <laughs> it's like when those uh, sex like, scenes come up. It's like I, it's I, more, I, yeah, I made a mistake. Some, I some interest, with, it's well for, for, photographed nudity in that. I movie. went with, uh, but it's all mom. of a sudden like there's a butt. Yeah. I went with my mom, my aunt, my uncle, and my grandmother and my cousin to see. Uh, God, what was it? The one from last year, Emma Stone. Last year, the Shit. favorite. Two years yeah, ago, yeah, the favorite. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that was. Oh, I still need to see that. I forgot. All <laughs> You've about never that. seen the favorite. I keep forgetting it's so about good. it. It's great. It's I, it's, so good. I know. I need yeah. to. Um, At this okay, point, I feel like I'm putting it. Someone should have picked the favorite the for the comedy. Family. 
like we could have done that for this category. In all fairness, my arm got twisted to pick this one. So <laughs> go watch the favorite after your yeah. Someone, one of you done. can still pick the favorite. Our next expert opinion, Lauren, hmm. the doggo download. Any comments or commentary to know about dogs in this? I would just secret? like everyone to know this is a perfect opportunity to take the chance to say that. Do not leave puppies in your car unattended. Um, I think it's like 70 degrees outside. If it is above 70 degrees outside, those dogs can get dehydrated and die in your car. So do not hide puppies in your car, no matter how adorable they are. Also, maybe don't take nine dogs. That's a lot to take on. Um, I'd have. I like to add that the, the dog in the parking lot of the Brazilian restaurant Oh yeah! Laugh really hard. I want. I want to go back. Can we reward or award that dog with the performance? Or no, actually, that's a good reason to give it to Rose Byrne when she like skirts around it. (laughs) Whoever thought of putting that dog in that? What if it wasn't Uh, even like it was just just there? It just happened to be there. Yeah. Ben is going to give us an expert opinion. This is uh, Ben's uh, Mement. Mement? Mement. Mement, I think. The Ben's Mement. Mement. Uh, is <laughs> coined, there a good meme based on this movie, Ben? And The one I've seen the most of is like if someone's like talking about trying to buy something expensive, they just have the caption of uh, Kristen Wiig going, help me, I'm poor. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Help me, I'm poor. That that one's even better in live. Per- she, her voice is yeah. so great. Yeah. Um, was the book or adaptation much better than the movie? No, because there was nothing else before this. Um, this did this get nominated, was nominated for uh, yes. script? Yes, it did. Okay. Kristen Wiig. Uh, she was nominated for an Oscar that year. And did, I don't know if we... Did we mention it that uh, her writing partner... What was her name? Amy Mummels or something like that. Um, I wrote something it down somewhere. Uh, yeah, Annie, Annie Mamolo. She yes. was her seatmate in the plane ride. Yes. So special shout out to her. Oh, she's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> Next section. Uh, the upgradables. Would there? Would you swap anybody else into any roles here? I don't think so. I mean, I think the movie's pretty perfectly cast. Maybe, maybe yeah, someone yeah. more like, well-known for uh, Maya Rudolph's dad, maybe. No, he's, he's funny. He's, he's funny. Great. He's he great. But like, and he kills it. Like, I wonder if, like, Danny Glover was her dad, if, like, those, like, jokes would have hit harder <laughs> or something like that. They mm. saved a lot of money, and he's great. I think it worked better with him because it was, like, you don't expect him to make a joke. And then he's, yeah. like, yeah. And then it's just, like, I'm not Why making you a laughing? joke. You're like, that's so, yeah. <laughs> like, it's so good. Uh, would recommend recommendations to fans of this movie. Each pick one. Uh, I'm going to jump in and steal one. Uh, if you like this movie and you never watched Spy, okay, directed good, by Paul Feig. This is one of them. <laughs> if you directed by Paul Feig and starring Melissa McCarthy and Rose Byrne, it is arguably better than this movie, I would say. I would say it's definitely my favorite of Rose Byrne's performances, probably. She is excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other recommendations? You get one. Um, I, just have I will say going. one of mine was Booksmart. Because I did mention that earlier, just talking about movies yep. that have been coined as being the female version of something else unfairly. Um, but also just, it does kind of play with certain themes about being left behind and just growing apart from friends that hit me very hard. So I feel like it kind of relates to this film in that way. Oh, the, uh, they both. Okay. No, yeah, they both have those does. themes. Yeah, got it. I think if you want more Kristen Wiig and uh, McCarthy, you just go with Ghostbusters. Like they riff off mm-hmm. each other, and that's Paul so Feig much. It's great. Well. 
yep. and Annie yeah. Momolo wrote. Yeah. That Did we talk about movie. that movie, or was that pre-podcast? I think, I think that was pre-podcast. pre-podcast. That was 2016. Yeah, but we all like that one. Yes, John, do you like yeah, that? Yeah, I gave it. I Which gave one? It four. The Ghostbusters in 2016. The new Ghostbusters movie. Eh. Yeah, I guess of it got would. it got really flagged. I guess I don't have any strong thoughts about it, but I'm I'm okay, very so surprised that people hated it as much as they did. That's what I'm not. People are dumb. Yeah, I'm not. I would, I would say like there's boys a lot are of stupid. That, one of the funniest things like Chris Hemsworth is a fucking comedic <laughs> yeah. legend. One of the funniest things he's ever done is when he takes off his glasses. But they like you know he talks about how he took the lenses out. Because it, they were getting smudged and it was hard to see. That is amazing. And like he sells the delivery he gives that is just perfect. John, did you make a recommendation? I don't think it'd be a recommendation in lieu of. It, like if I were to make a recommendation in lieu of, it would be, I think what Lauren said. I think Booksmart. I think Booksmart actually has a a, a bit better pacing and cohesion than this one. Um, but... If I can make a recommendation along with, I would say Gilmore Girls. Because I think the juxtaposition of Melissa McCarthy's performance in this versus her performance in Gilmore Girls, which is also very delightful, like the epitome of delightful, I think it's, it, just makes, it just makes it all the better. I prefer less over-the-top McCarthy. All right, to infinity and beyond, question mark. Uh, is there a lasting impact slash did it age well? I think this movie aged fine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I mean, the only thing I can think of, like with any movie these days, is just like better representation of like BIPOC communities and LGBTQI, AI, IA communities. But, like, plus LGBT. I wouldn't say there's anything problematic. And I and I think this, this movie, like it, it did... It did have an impact because now, like we've had, like women centric comedy. No, for sure. Since. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't think, and I mean it's also like uh, McCarthy didn't like. She was popular, but this is the one where it's like that's this is why we have Spy. Like, yeah. Wait, you know? so you guys were saying you liked Spy more than The Heat? Oh, for yeah. sure. I haven't seen The Heat. I think The Spy is better than this movie. Oh, interesting. Spy. I wouldn't say it's better than this, but it's definitely better than The Heat. Well, and also, like, I was just looking at, like, it seemed like for a while Melissa McCarthy was just doing these kind of, like, one-off comedies, which just just yeah, seemed like, like they were just... Yeah, there's the one where she's, like, going with her, her daughter to college yeah, or something. Yeah, there was that one I heard that one was Bateman. good, though. But, what was that one called? But then at the... the oh, identity that one was not... Was that one was not I didn't enjoy good. that one. There was another one, Tammy, I didn't see... Um, Oh, Tammy, gotcha. But at the same time, like, if not for all those movies that she did, we probably would not have gotten Can You Ever Forgive Me, which was her her second Oscar nomination, but, like, in a dramatic role. And probably, like, the thing that probably will propel her career for people to be like, oh, Melissa McCarthy, like, has chops as an actress comprehensively. And we should take her seriously and consider her for any type of role. I think people thought that. that was true after this movie. They, I mean, they. Th- she was seen as someone like she is on Gilmore Girls and showed her range. I think I saw Tammy and completely forgot about she it. Was, wasn't Melissa McCarthy in a movie with, um, what is his name from Ghostbusters? The original Ghostbusters. Oh, Bill Murray. Yeah, she was yes. in St. Vincent. Was, well, I haven't seen it, but I know she was Yeah, I think I enjoyed that one. I don't remember it now, but I think uh, that was more of a She's going to be, spoiler okay. alert, she's going to be Ursula in the live action Little Mermaid. 
Ooh. Uh, that was a, that's a, speaking of not aging well, that casting as soon as it, I mean, (laughs) Ursula is based off of a person of color drag queen, right? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Or no, is Divine, Divine's not a person of color, actually. I think that's who it was based off of. I, weren't a lot of people pulling for Queen Latifah to get that role? Yeah, Just, yeah I think someone. Um, I'm a changed person. Has anybody's opinion changed drastically on this? Feels like this should be somewhere else. It should be higher in the uh, in our order. But I don't think anybody. Re- I, it sounds like there's been some minor shifts. Lauren can't quite give it five stars. But four ben and a half is still it up pretty much peak for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't give out I mean, many four like, and a half stars. Either. I was still like, I was at like. Three, three point eight. So it's like it was still, you know, technically four. Stars, okay, Dewey Decimal. But now I'm at. Wait, whoa, fuck whoa, whoa, you! Now whoa, whoa. I'm at like you, four wait, 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 you four point two. You need to explain this. You have a. You gave it a three point eight in like your brain. Like, do you have a? No, computer? but like, so it's like it's it's four stars, but uh-huh. it's it's closer to three and a half than it would be to like four and a half. Well, like. Okay. Gotcha. Technically, it's closer to four stars, and that's why you gave it four. So. Yeah, exactly. Right, but it's like. <laughs> but what um, I'm. Okay. No, you're good. I'm just teasing. It's, like, it's gone up a few small points, is what yeah. I'm saying. Not like gigantic <laughs> enough, like to be half a star. But. Okay, I we'll do that section earlier next time. Moved it up. I'm actually giving it a four point six one now. Um. <laughs> Repeat, repeating, <laughs> of course. Assholes, whatever. You know, well, that's whatever. better than usual. One last pitch, Lauren. Uh, one, one last, last pitch. pitch for the movie. Why, uh, why should people still like? Go if watch Bridesmaids is good enough to be Saoirse Ronan's favorite film or one of her favorite films, then it's good enough for everyone else. <laughs> Excellent. Um, you didn't really have to fight anybody. Oh, no. tell John he's dumb for thinking Ellie John, Kemper's John, you're better. dumb for thinking Ellie Kemper isn't great and for a lot of other reasons. Veiled Prophet. Look up the Veiled <laughs> Prophet. Sketchy as hell. Next week, like I said, we're doing another comedy picked by one of us. I'm pulling it up. My computer is slow. I put these in an order. I know it's not me. It's all I know. likely that I was going to get a Veiled Prophet reference in. I like how that rhymed. Yeah, that was intentional. <laughs> oh, okay. Sure. Sure was, buddy. Um, next week, we are doing John's pick, which is the film brought up multiple times today. Uh, and that is oh. um, Greg Matola's Superbad. Uh, this was written by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Stars Michael Sarah, Jonah Hill, Christopher Mintz. Plath? What's, what's, Plath, is that it? McAvee? Um, uh, uh, but yeah, was Superbad. It? it was, you considered- know, McLovin. Considered a comedy classic. I think Lauren picked this as one of her favorite comedies. No, uh, I didn't. No, no, no. Bridesmaids. <laughs> I'm saying, John, you you, you call this your favorite comedy, right? Super oh, bad. I thought you said my name. I did, but I was saying, I was alluding to your Bridesmaids was one gotcha, of your favorite gotcha. comedies. John, this is your fa- one your favorite comedy of all time, correct? Probably because it's it's in my top five, and it's, my, it's the only okay. comedy in my top five. Got it. So four and a half stars. Uh, uh, Legitimately correct. You are correct, Ben. (laughs) You are correct. You guys all have broken scoring systems. Yours is the most broken. No, it makes total sense. It's got a nice wave across. Because your one star is like 0% to 50%. No, what? Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, It's like 50% is a C (laughs) in star ratings. (laughs) Let's not get into that. Uh, 
I think it works. Um, <laughs> For you and but, no one else. <laughs> um, yeah, so go watch Superbad. That'll be our second movie of Genorama Comedy Edition. And uh, yeah, I look forward to rewatching it. It'll be, uh, I think we might have more to say on how this yeah, aged well for sure. or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and we could but, talk about more about Booksmart. <laughs> yes, there you go. Um, but yes, thanks for listening to this new podcast. Hopefully I edit out all the awkwardness. Um, I'm Zach Goldenberg. You can find me wherever you can find at Zach Goldenberg. Find us at middlerow.com. Rate and review the podcast. It helps. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at the Grigsby Bear. And you can find all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. I'm Jonathan Rahul. You can follow me on Twitter at Another Rahul J. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Middle of Row. Oh, you didn't hashtag. Um, I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees. And you can find us on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com. Thanks for listening. Go watch Superbad. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the row. Till then.